All right, Jay, what kind of demon do you want? Ice, fire, biblical, standard, or any? I'm going to go standard. Okay, standard. <laughs> you got a regular name. You are uh, Darius. <laughs> Darius, son of Abaddon. Darius, son of Hootie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Wellington Paranormal. Wellington Paranormal went 25 episodes over four seasons, originally on TVNZ2. Today we're going to be talking about episode one, which was called Demon Girl, originally airing July 11th, 2018. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys. Well, some of the boys, Ferg and Nick. Gordon and Joe can't be here. What's going on, guys? Hey yo. Right now I'm chasing an acrobatic housewife through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh before anything, uh happy October, everyone. We're doing um second year Ooh. in a row, uh Halloween block. So for every Thursday in October, we're gonna have a paranormal Halloweeny something uh, sci-fi-ish show to go along with the entire month. So uh, that's why we're starting with this one. But um, Ferg, to get into it, you kind of picked it, even though we kind of do communal picks for this month. Anything that drew you to Wellington Paranormal? I randomly saw an ad for this on HBO Max, and then I found out it was a spinoff of What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, like the movie, though. The two main... Well, the movie is the same universe as the show. Okay. The two main characters in this, Monroe and um, what's the other one's name? Uh, O'Leary. They pop up in the movie. In, yep. in the movie, what we do in the shadow. So I watched it and then quickly binged the entire series. Are they cops in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. We did what we do in the shadows last October. So uh, be sure to go and check that episode out. But as far as this goes, I, I know this show takes place in New Zealand. And I don't know if I caught that at the time. They were in America in the TV show. Does the movie originally take place in New Zealand? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. I should probably watch that soon. Are the other because I know it's a different cast in the movie, right? As far as yeah. the versus the show, were they? Yeah, were Taika they... Waititi, Jermaine Clement, and somebody. I forget the other guy. I know Taika Waititi is, but is uh, Jermaine Clement uh, also from he, New Zealand? He's well. He's the other vampire in the movie too. But um, yeah. I, Actually, I don't know. I don't know that much about him. I just know he's hilarious. Yeah. You know what I thought was interesting when I was starting to watch this and then look it up is the main characters, Minogue and O'Leary, and even the um the Sergeant Maka, they're, those are all their real names. It's all the same that's last names. And that's because- um, Not Maka, though. Maka, that's his first name. Maka Patu. Poatu? I'm sorry. I don't know. Well, I'm butchering it. When they wrote the show, they realized the day like of shooting that they didn't have names. So they said, what should we call ourselves? And Jermaine Clement said, you know what? Use your surnames. They sound copish. And that's how they got those. <laughs> well, that's how okay. they ended up with, with their names. Interesting oversight to not give the characters names. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, I was looking at it. I'm like, that's, that's bizarre because then I'm looking back. And I'm like, they're not the creators of the show or the writers. And usually you'll see that kind of stuff in that situation. It's like, why did the main characters get to keep their names if they're just random actors that were hired? (laughs) 
but I'm glad you had some insight on that. And just to be sure, had you guys not seen this beforehand? No, I never even heard of it. This year is when I started watching. So a few months back. All right, so you have seen, did you did you watch all of it? I haven't finished the new season, which okay. is, came out recently. Yeah, and that was the final season, right? Four seasons, it's over. There was talks of a fifth, but I guess ultimately they decided to end it here. Yeah, I mean, I, unless it takes off on on uh, HBO Max, you never know. But as That's of true. now. All right, so uh, yeah, let's just get right into the episode. So it starts with O'Leary. This, all right, uh, to go back, there's two cops, like we said, Minogue and O'Leary. O'Leary is uh, the female. Minogue's the the guy. Um, I don't I don't know much about their involvement in the original movie, but those are the two main characters in this show, at least. That, it's it just the quick cameo. That. It's not even like okay. you wouldn't even be like these guys need a movie. It's right, like, nothing. So um, it starts, and this is also a it's a cops type show. It's that kind of film to be mockumentary style. So it's it's very much like it starts like with cops that you see a camera kind of roaming with O'Leary. She's walking down the streets. And um I guess they had a call about a young girl that was like left behind. She thought maybe her friends left her or something like that, and she's gonna, you know, assist her. And then you walk up and this girl is clearly demonic. At first I thought it was it makes sense the episode's called Demon Girl, but I thought she was a zombie the first time I saw her. Demon zombie, you know. I mean we know yeah, how zombies it, become zombies, but they're once they're there, they're pretty similar to demons. Oh, demons are intelligent. They have powers usually. You know what's um yeah. you know what's interesting? I that the show made me think of obviously it has um you know the feel of what we do in the shadows, but because of the cop nature of it, I also got and and then I thought about um like one of the oldest that you don't really think about mockumentaries is Reno nine one one. Yeah, so I got a little bit of that vibe. It's similar. It's Reno 911 with paranormal aspects to it, but um, Reno 911 was out like before The Office and Parks and Rec and stuff like that, and um, you never really hear about it as like one of the. I mean, I feel like Reno 911 never really got um, a huge, you know, headwind for some reason. Like the show's hilarious, but it never, you know. It was like popular enough to stay on TV and it had like a following, but yeah, it never really blew well, up. Well, I think that's like a product of Comedy Central. Like Comedy Central shows never like explode. You know what I mean? No, they I just don't know. Kind of... uh, Chappelle's show, even South Mind Dementia, well, they had well, South Park. Dave Chappelle's a bit of a enigma. Well, right. Yeah, but South <laughs> but... Park. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that blow up, blow up and yeah, like go South into Park. the mainstream. But yeah, well, you never saw a lot of merch. One is huge. It, it's they still put out episodes and people. Yeah, watch but them, I mean, like, from time to time, you yeah, don't see people like luck. you don't see people posting like Reno nine one one memes very often. Or right, you don't see people quoting or, it. Or, yeah. yeah, it, it does. It um, hasn't like it's like right up there, but it never really crossed that like one extra boundary into like extreme pop culture. Yeah, I, I think if, it, if maybe if it just came out the today i bet you it would be a bigger show i gotta look it up and see when do you think reno 911 started we were definitely in school it's i'm I'm thinking like in school yeah i'm thinking like right around 99 or something like that if i was to take a guess no it's actually oh three okay um but so later than i thought i would have guessed the very i would have guessed probably oh one if i didn't know already um but yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think what The Office came out in 04, which was like the revolutionary mockumentary. And I can't think of anything before or in between those two that not, so I think. Well, not before, but um, you know what it, the vibe it gave me was it, it was almost um, 
to me, it was a mix of like the two Simon Pegg big movies. Originally, it was like Shaun of the Dead meets Hot Fuzz in a way. Yeah, I mean, even Hot Fuzz had a paranormal aspect to yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. It it it, it kind of like came into play later on in the movie. Yeah, but but yeah, no, I kind of got a little bit of that, and it, it yeah, it's that whole mockumentary style though that I guess really drives it to, to give you that like Reno nine one one vibe. Yeah, I guess and it's just the like element? the the aloof officers too. Like it's not people who are necessarily good at their jobs. You know what I mean? But they're still being followed anyways. Um, and like, that's kind of the point of the mockumentary, which is where the similarity I think is the most. I just love how, like, no matter how crazy things get, how by the books they stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. One of my favorite things about it. But yeah. So, um, as O'Leary's walking, we see this demon. She's like this young, I don't know, let's say 12 ish, you know, year old girl. And we, and she just starts like throwing up and it's projectile, like kind of green slime type. Circa exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. It's very typical, you know, projectile demon vomit. And it's going on comedically long. Like it's going on and on and on. At one point, they're just like, yep, let it out. Let it out. Yeah. (laughs) She plays it. Yeah. She plays it very straight. I mean, they play all of this very straight. They, it's a very dry style humor that they approach this with, which aids itself. To this style of show, right? Well, if you're going to do that cop type show, that was what's what was kind of interesting to me too. Was the uh, they're just that dumb that they didn't understand that this isn't this is something supernatural happening, or if they're used to it, like if it already exists in this universe. Well, no, and then we come to find out that yeah. it does already exist, but they didn't know about they it. They didn't know about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And even once they're aware of it later on, they don't change their approach approach to the situations. It's still very yeah. Dry. They treat it like normal, yeah. And that's when she starts, uh, she calls Minogue, who's like, I don't know, 10 feet away. His back's to her at the time. So he initially, they're talking on the radio, kind of doing (laughs) that goof at first. And um, he heads over to her and they go to like, see what's going on. You see this demon again. That's probably the first time we get a good look at her face. And they ask like what her name is. And she says, Bazual, uh, of the unholy realm. And again, like the way we said, she's writing it down like, all right, we got B, A, it's like, and again, Bazuel of the Holy Realm. I tried to look up, if, I know there's no real demons, but if that was like, a, like you know how there's like known demons. Yeah, like they, they like, made it up for the show. They like just made Lars it up for the show, though. It has that very Dr. Claw voice. <laughs> yeah. They cut over to like that kind of talking head style side interview of the two of them. And they say as members of the New Zealand police force, it's their job to support those in need. That's probably the first time I think we'd be aware that it's New Zealand, correct? Yeah. It's very early in the episode. E- yes. Yeah. I um in I didn't know much about Wellington. I this is me being dumb. I just assumed it was like a British show until <laughs> I found it otherwise. I um I thought New Zealand was part of Australia until an embarrassing late stage in my embarrassingly late stage in my life. <laughs> They're not far off, but they are different. though. Like it, I feel like <laughs> Um, one or the other would get upset being referred to as the other. Right. You know? I feel like that would probably be someone on that end, assuming that Canada and the U.S. were like one and the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's re- a small region- place. Too. Regionally, they're closest. Oh, yeah. they're like same area. Yeah. They're not very far like on the map from one another. I mean, New Zealand is about as far away as you can get from anything, which is crazy. Yes. Is that where all the hobbits live? I think so, yeah. That is where they filmed The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and it cuts back to, like, them 
talking to this girl and getting information down. And you just see her grab Minogue and just toss him like <laughs> that kind of supernatural style. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like she has, you know, superhuman strength because it's not like she just tosses him and he pushes over. It's like, you know, a large he lift gets into launched. The air. Yeah. Yeah. This is like wire work, like stunts. Like. And you got a uh, he, he's calling over the radio like officer down. And he's just thrown. He's not injured. And uh, <laughs> and then you get O'Leary. Yeah. Officer, officer down and <laughs> officer back up. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably a bit uncalled for. <laughs> yeah, I thought to that call was that one. Officer back up. Yeah. From there, we see that shot like where they're in the car. It's kind of that lipstick camera style where it's like the two shot where it looks like um security cameras in the car. It doesn't look like it's being filmed television style. And they're reporting and calling it in like, oh, we have a juvenile female for a drunken disorderly. And it cuts and you see her in the back and it's that like blue light on her with her hair flowing with wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... uh it's that really ex- extreme demon type paranormal. Like it's the fact that they're not picking up on it at this point. That there's well, like, no, they they they, they kind of did because he goes, "Hey, can we turn the aircon down in the back?" And she's like, "It's not even on." So he noticed that the wind was blowing her hair. But um, but the light—they're <laughs> not even going to catch the light in that yeah, moment. Yeah, no, no. I expected her to start projectile vomiting through that cage <laughs> and just cover them. <laughs> So and and from there we get into like the actual intro of the show, and I don't know if you guys picked up on this. It was um, I, I, it's one of those shows that there's a lot of like cuts to news clippings and paranormal stuff, and there's like a kind of a dramatic music playing over it. But the thing I thought was super interesting about it was it was if the world of this show was real because Minogue O'Leary and the sergeant they're all listed as like Officer O'Leary, Officer Minogue, Sergeant uh, Mika, whatever, and not their actual full names. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wait, why is that how the intro is going? That's, I thought that so, was so weird too. Also, apparently those uh, I checked the like the IMDb trivia for this. It has three entries in total. One of which is the name thing that Ferg had brought up, and uh, one of the other ones is those news clippings. Apparently, change every episode. Oh, okay. In the intro, so that's kind of interesting. Interesting and unnecessary, right? Yeah. Like, it's cool, <laughs> yeah. but, like, that's so much extra work for them to have to create fake news clips for quick, like, cutaway scenes yeah. that if you're binge-watching the show, you're probably not watching the intro after the first episode. It is yeah. weird, though, that they do their character names in the intro, because like, you don't see that. Well, their character <laughs> names are their real names. Yeah. Right. Well, so, that the officer. <laughs> so I thought that was weird at first, and then I'm reading back, and I'm looking at the cast names. I'm like, oh, that's their real names. That's why it looked that way. So then I go back and watch it again, and that's when I see that it says Officer O'Leary, Officer Minogue, because they're not using their first names. So like, this is so strange that it's that way, but I, I guess whatever. <laughs> if, they, if they wanted to be credited that way, that, I guess that's fine. Yeah, it's funny too. It's just basically like a an upbeat X Files parody, like the way yes, the intro yeah. works. Yep. Such a catchy song and all. <laughs> After the intro we get to like the briefing room that's like in the actual headquarters of the police station. And that's when we meet Sergeant Mocker for the first time. He's doing kinda like a a briefing. He has everyone all the other cops are sitting at desks and watching him and he's about to do kind of a quick presentation and briefing with everybody. And <laughs> One of the first things he mentions is that they caught a vandal who is defacing property, and he, the guy drew like a dick on the wall or wherever it was. So their resolve, instead of painting over it, was to just paint over it, like add to it, so it looks like a smiley face now. So the <laughs> yeah. the dick was just a long nose. So this instantly brought me back to when we were in high school, 
we were hanging out at your house and you drew a giant dick on one of your brother's um school projects <laughs> i don't what? even remember doing that <laughs> your mother flipped what out on you asshole. so to to <laughs> to make it up to him you turned the dick into a dick jester that's how you made right. the dick into <laughs> a jester hat <laughs> the one project Chris did in school, Jay defaced it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> this will teach him. Why would you do that? I that don't. Was, that was the same day that Chris couldn't beat Glass Joe. Oh my god, that, that day so, that would go down in infamy. <laughs> in punch uh, out. Yeah, I was like to catch people up. Punch out. For those of you who haven't played the original Mike Tyson's Punch Out, Glass Joe was the first guy that you would face. And he was impossible to lose by, unless you're my brother. <laughs> Got knocked out by Glass Joe. <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I remember elements. You saying the gesture hat thing, like, make I remember parts of that, but I don't remember all the specifics. Why Mind is there you, a gesture is- on your project of the solar system <laughs> yeah. that doesn't track? It's just one of those memories. I remember, like, shot for shot, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a movie, like... <laughs> But yeah, so that's a, a similar situation here where they've turned the dick into a goofy cartoon face. And they they did blur it until it turns into the face. But I mean, it's <laughs> still at the head of the dick. Yeah, it's like once they cut it to the, they add the eyes, which are the balls. Like you, can, <laughs> you, you still get a good look. You understand what it was. The uh, the neck. I was going to say, even when they blurred it, they just they blurred the balls and left the head of the dick on the Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't even blur the whole thing. <laughs> the next thing in the briefing is that five of the seven pairs of trousers that went missing at the Blakefield menswear were retrieved. And then he says, well done, Stevenson and Parker. But I guess Stevenson's not even there. He cuts to Parker. And he's like, wait, are you wearing the uniform pants? And then you see that he's wearing one of the pairs of pants <laughs> yeah. that they retrieved. And I always felt like there was, there's probably a lot of that that goes on, right? In, oh, um, yeah. Please work when you're. Now, the funniest part about this scene is he goes, well, where's Stevenson today? And he can't come up with something. So he goes, uh, he's he's selling pants. <laughs> 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 like how he couldn't show up to work because he was selling one pair of pants. I was going to say, yeah, it, the way it worked out is that each of them took a pair each and returned the rest. And apparently he's just going to sell his on his day off. I'm sure stealing pants is like the least uh, egregious thing some cops do as far as theft goes. Especially when you're like, there's a big haul, like you find $20,000, like, well, if we return $18,000, well, it's still a good haul, right? You know, what's interesting too, though, is uh, the population of New Zealand in total is like just slightly over 5 million. For comparison, New York City is 8 million. So okay. they're policing a place that's probably... I geographically speaking, I have no idea. I assume it's larger than New York City, though, New Zealand. So I wonder how many like I mean, how much stuff is really going on in New Zealand that uh, like how's the how does the the police force really apparently there's do, demons like, everywhere. That's true. That does add a. <laughs> I guess a you have to consider how much like what areas are heavily populated and right. There might be a lot of like farmland and things like that. Or that's what I was so. thinking. Yeah. Again, the hobbits live in a specific area, so that right. takes live in the Shire. All I know mm. is that those movies were filmed there. Other than that, any Hobbit-related reference Same. will go straight over my head. <laughs> That's I'm, all I'm, I know. I'm usually into that sci-fi stuff and uh, you That's know, fantasy. mythical mm. fantasy. Uh, uh, I I tried <laughs> watching the first Lord of the Rings twice and fell asleep both times. I'm like, oh, I can't yeah, it do it. To me. Like, I just can't do it. I made the mistake of watching the director's cut 
You think the original's long? It had like four Holy hours. Shit. Yeah, yeah, man. And then you know you watch one, you gotta finish and watch the others. So I tried. I tried to watch them. I'm like this is really drawn out. I just couldn't get through them. So yeah, going back to the whole thing with the briefing after the pants thing comes up, Sergeant Maka says to Minogue and O'Leary, like, hey, I want to talk to you guys when we're all done here about your report. So it cuts over, and they're walking down to this office, like, secret office that he has. And they get to the door, and he's like, oh, I have a special pin number for it. And you hear just him hit one number, <laughs> and Minogue goes, five. He's like, <laughs> and they say, like, Sarge, you should probably have, like, more digits in your pin. He's like, what, like, pin numbers? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, no, there, there's more numbers. Hold on. And he just goes, beep, beep, beep. He's like, like, they have it. a one in 10 chance of figuring this out. You know yeah. that, right? And I like that, like, Sergeant Mock is like a pretty big dude. So to, to see him, like, fake making light beep <laughs> yeah. noises as he's doing it was really comical. But they get into the door and you see this whole paranormal room that he has set up. But it's not like in a lot of other shows where it's this, like, big, crazy paranormal division it's this really tight office that's really messy and dark lit and it's just kind of like files and paperwork everywhere like a really small room it's kind of like a hobby project what's funny about that though is usually like a hidden door is gonna provide not provide uh like reveal some sort of like at least like high tech or much larger room and it's just a closet behind a shelf it's it's not interesting at all yeah this protected. is where I do all my work. You just got folders everywhere. Protected by only the number five. And also because like, they asked too if other people have been in here because it's like this top secret thing. And when they find out, no, they think it's this like special thing they're invited to. He's like, no, I've, I've asked others. They just no one wants to come. Because <laughs> later on, there's another guy I really wants to join, but he hates him. I can't remember his name. So he just won't let him for no reason at all. So. <laughs> ah, the old Toby treatment. He does, he gets full on Toby treatment. Yeah, uh, Mika starts explaining like a little bit more about the division, and, and he just says basically like anything that's unusual and like kind of paranormal related, it gets filed into this area. He asks like, "Oh, do you guys believe in ghosts?" And Minoke says like, "Not really." And he pulls up a drawing. He's like, "My brother drew this when he was ten. <laughs> he saw it in our bathroom, and it's like, it looks like." I don't know, like a skull head of a little, like a mouse in a suit. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. It was almost like a, like a skeleton, like a mouse skeleton in a suit and hat with a cane. I don't know if that's the proper way, if you guys remember clearly, but it was the I most mean, bizarre that's photo. Pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> he finds this file that looks like it pertains to the case that they just reported. And he says, this report's from 1951. The felon spewed gallons of sulfuric vomit. Smelling like eggs. And then there's another one from 1885 saying the lady spoke with a voice bystanders described of that as a coarse gentleman. She expelled fervent and copious bile. Its odor was that of sulfur. So they're saying that's exactly what happened to us. Like these two reports that were both from, you know, a hundred plus years ago for one of them and 70 years with the other one. Wait, one was from the 1800s? 1885 and 1951. Oh, I only remember the 1951 one for some reason. They all have the same name, too. That's the other connection. Yeah, Uh, right. um, Yeah, Bazual. Bazual. Which also reminds me of Pazozo from uh, Exodus, another reference. I thought it was Pazuzu. Eh, whatever. (laughs) 
But um, yeah, so now it's all starting to click, right? Because everything that they're just experiencing has been reported in years past. And they ask, are you joking with us? He's like, I don't joke. Outside of work, I have, you know, an observational, absurdist sense of humor, sometimes even a little bit risque. <laughs> but they're they're seeing that this Bazual thing is is a link and typically in past cases performs a human sacrifice at dawn. So obviously now they have to get into this because figure it out <laughs> before dawn, yeah. Yeah, potential sacrifices on the way. And Minogue's like, you know, maybe we're better off doing, like, the pants case. Like, can we just get on one of those ones and, you know, <laughs> retrieve something like that? Yeah, he's not having it. He doesn't <laughs> He doesn't care about this stuff. He doesn't want to be part of it. He's a very uh, minimum effort guy. He's Well, he's, he's, he even mentions that, like, it's actually my turn to get attacked by the police dog. <laughs> so, you know, let's go and uh, go ahead with that one. <laughs> From that scene, we cut to, like, the interrogation room where we see that girl. And she starts doing that like spider walk yeah, the Bray, the Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just call it the Bray Wyatt, but um, I'm assuming not everyone who listens to us is a wrestling fan, <laughs> so it's that kind of like bent over, walking on your hands, but you know, chest out it's to that the thing sky. That fucking every paranormal activity movie that came out. Yeah, you, like, you're yeah, all yeah, it was like you're on all fours, all you're on all fours, but chest up. It's the crab walk. They do it yeah. in the um the Exorcist when she goes down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of the most famous scenes from it. And you see the girl kind of walking up the wall of the interrogation room. It's just kind of like a spy shot, like the security camera in that room that you're seeing this happening. And then we cut to this shot of the two officers being interviewed and they're saying how they got, you know, drafted into this paranormal unit now. And that they're kind of like Mulder and Scully. <laughs> and he says, um, she's like, she's like Scully because she's analytical and she's got the brains and I'm a man with brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know if this was him just not knowing who, like how to describe Mulder or if he just really thought that little of himself. He had no <laughs> other attributes to share with him at all. I really like that line. That one got me. And then I don't know where you guys fit with this. I I wanted to look it up, but I forgot to. Because now they're getting into this debate where they say it's, oh, it's sort of a paranormal phenomena. And it's like, no, it's phenomenon. It's like, no, it's phenomena. <laughs> and they're debating whether or not it has the N or not. Is there a difference between the two? I always say phenomenon, but I've heard both. And so, I don't yeah, know if it's I've exactly, always used it with the N. It's, what I, it's exactly what I thought it was. It's, uh, it's just the difference between singular and plural. So if you're just talking about the one case that they're talking about, then it's a phenomenon. But if they're just a broad spectrum talking about all the stuff that happens, it's phenomena. Oh, okay. I never – as they're saying, I was like – I thought it was like maybe a tomato-tomato thing that they're just debating the same point back and yeah, forth Yeah, no, it's just other. a pluralized version because phenomenon – like, I, w- I would have said phenomenons. Like there's a lot yeah. of phenomenons. Which, you know. This is just making me think of that Muppet thing the whole time. Phenomena. Yeah, you want to go like phenomena. <laughs> to like end this awkward scene, he also mentions that like another way that they're like Mulder and Scully is that they have a sort of sexual tension going on. <laughs> she, they, it doesn't get addressed at all verbally, but her face is yeah. just like, uh, yeah. What? It's like, it's like news to her and she doesn't address it at all and it just cuts away. <laughs> and it does never comes up later. There's no sign of sexual tension between these two at any point in time. So now we cut back to the interrogation room and the girl's sitting there again. And again, you have that like big blue light on her while her hair is flowing. And she has this, you know, demonic face on. And 
they go, she doesn't look well. <laughs> she goes like, the dead shall rise from hell. <laughs> they ask if she needs a lozenge. I just love how like unfazed they are by this yeah, like, at all obviously times. possessed girl. They're just like, she doesn't look good. I know she's obviously possessed, but I'm sure like cops have seen some like people say some weird some wild, shit on yeah. drugs. Like, yeah, just like they're just, just like... on meth or something like that. And, and like bath salts, like oh, yeah. eat, eat people's faces and shit. <laughs> but she's talking about how the dead shall rise and how there's going to be like buckets of blood and a fountain of fire. <laughs> but at one point, Mano goes to uh, O'Leary's like, can you do the bad cop? She's kind of scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> and she just walks up and she's just like, hey, <laughs> stop that. It's a bit scary. <laughs> That's like her way to end it. But then the sergeant walks in and goes to approach her. And as soon as he says something, she's back to normal and just says, like, can I call my parents? And she seems really scared. So he cuts over to them and he's like, hey, what's going on? Like, you said this girl is possessed. She's clearly fine. As they're debating back and forth and he's saying how she's just a normal teenage girl, she just bolts out. And then <laughs> they start chasing her. And there's I like love, this. I love the scene, the way it's shot with the, the yeah, thing. It's like the security room, like four camera shot. So you see four separate security cameras showing like different hallways. And you see her like doing this really weird crawl walk through like a couple of the cameras. But then also at the same time, you see like through one, like there's a girl who's walking through a couple just unaware of anything going on, just like texting. <laughs> but then she comes across a couple officers and like throws one against the wall. And then he's just like... <laughs> Just kind of ass over, like, for the remainder of that shot where he's just kind of stuck there. Yeah, I, I found myself, like, I would watch her run and I'd w look to the next camera to see what they were doing and yeah. <laughs> try to see what was going to happen next. It was an interesting way to do it for as long as they did it. Like, they, it, like, I could see, like, for a couple seconds maybe showing that, you know, security footage, like, view of it. But they did it for, like, a minute straight, which was interesting. They did it well, too. So it was one of those when I watched it the first time over. Like, I I tend to, like, when I can, I try to watch the episode without taking any notes and just enjoy it and get, like, a, my feeling on the show then. And then I try to do all my notes in deep dive. I didn't notice, like, the other stuff going on the first time I watched it, to be honest. It wasn't until I was re-watching and pausing that I got to see, like, all the other little things going on. Now, when you did you guys notice... Like, when it cut away from that, right before she goes out the window, it blacked out randomly. I didn't notice that at the time. It was right before she jumped. She jumps through the window, and this whole screen just goes black for a second. And that was on the HBO Max version, not the version you normally I'm put not on. sure I noticed that, but it, I could have just looked past it. Yeah, I might have not thought anything of it at the time. I'd have to look, pat, look back, because um, I watched it on HBO Max the first time. And then when I did my notes, it's, um, to be honest, like I said, uh, we've said before, we keep everything saved in our drive so we can all have access to watching these episodes, regardless of where we're at or what we're subscribed to. And I didn't, that one I know is recorded off television, and I don't know if that one had that same cut. I'd have to look back. All That's I interesting. All I think of is they, like, didn't, it was a pilot, and they didn't have the budget for, like, a jumping out of glass window stunt. That so has to be what it is. Went yeah. black. Just a before and after. But they could have cut to the reaction. You know, there's a way around yeah. it. You don't have to show her jump. But yeah, that's essentially exactly what happens after that foreshot is her jumping out of the window. 
and that like hesitation like should we jump after her <laughs> <laughs> i love that she says that because usually the other one's the dumb one dumb one. yeah well yeah. i mean they're both kind i mean they're, of they're both very yeah. dumb don't get me wrong yeah. but she's a slightly more logical one <laughs> she's like, should we jump out and then uh, i think ultimately they decide to take the stairs and you cut to them in the car next and they were talking about like how crazy it was and she says to him you know we say like you know she she's the smarter of the two but he was kind of a little bit more i don't know quick on this one because she's like have you ever seen anything like this before he's like have i seen that before have i seen a teenage girl leap through a window and have a light on her face blowing back in the wind no i haven't seen that <laughs> but then like you oh, know, he he proves his stupidity though, well then the they line. both they well yeah because it's like you know it's pretty obvious what this is to me and she goes drugs He's like, oh, I thought robot. <laughs> robot? Like, what on earth about this gave you robotic vibes? You know, I guess if the area does have drug problems, then I guess you could see the connection there. Like, oh, this is just some crazy meth head. Um, yeah, but a meth head's not going to survive jumping out of that window. <laughs> you never know. People on meth are pretty crazy. Crazy shit happens until yeah. they come down, yeah. They have, like, superhuman strength. Angel Dust was like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess I didn't go to drug 101, you guys. Yeah. It's like down in Florida when that the whole bath salts thing came out. They 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 were just like, you know, ripping people out of cars and eating them. <laughs> Shit, it's like they're, it's a different breed. I always wonder. I'm not a drug user myself, and especially not the crazy shit. But I don't even do the you know the basics. But the idea of when do people just start going like, I get these bath salts. Maybe I'll just. Try these and see what happens. When they can't find the drugs they normally do. Yeah. Yeah. So you just start anything in your <laughs> under your sink yeah. that you think might do the trick. It's just wild. I don't know. I can't get in the mindset, but I live a different life. So while they're in the car, they get a call over the radio to go to this um, house. And like, well, we're kind of busy. We're doing this big top secret thing. I'm like, well, you guys were asked for by name. So now they, I don't know, they feel special about the situation. Like, oh. We'll head right over then. It's like, oh, should we hit the siren? Oh, of course for that. <laughs> yeah. I love it, though. They, like, they're, like, so honored. They're like, hey, let's forget about this demon we're chasing. <laughs> yeah, because they asked for us by name for what could be any small matter. <laughs> but as we come to find out, it's all linked because they get mm -hmm. to this house. And at first, this woman opens the door and she says, you know, that her husband's acting weird. And then she <laughs> locked him in the- life crisis. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she locked him in the garage. So they head in, and as she's going to take um, the two cops over to where her husband is, they pass by this portrait that's on the wall of the family. And then you see the woman who let them in, her husband, and then their daughter is the demon from earlier, obviously in non-demon form. Right. O'Leary goes to Minogue, and she's like, do you see that? And he's like, yeah, matching shirts. <laughs> he's like, we should do that. She's like, we do that every day. Like, we wear the same uniform. And then it's like, no, it's the same girl. It's like, oh, she looks a million times better in the photo, better than in person. She's like, you can't say that in front of her mom. And then we open the door and we just see the husband who's now also possessed. We come to find out that the demon hops, right, from person to person. But at this yeah, point, right. we just see that there's a, for all we know, could be a second demon. He's like standing on the ceiling. And there's all these items from the pantry that are, like, floating around him yeah. as this is happening. 
That's the most hilarious line. He's, he's breaking the law of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> but nonchalantly says it. Oh, he's breaking the law of gravity. But <laughs> just like just like how the cops play it off. The same thing with the wife. Yeah. He's open the door and she's like, Gary, can you get down off the roof? The guy's Everybody's standing very accepting on the of this weird shit happening. Yeah, he's standing upside down. It's not like he's standing on a roof. He's standing with his feet on the roof. Yes, <laughs> yeah. See, this this is very what we do in the shadows. The way they they react to something that's very strange. Right, that but it's happens. already established in what we do in the shadows that this, like, it's known that these you know creatures exist. As far yeah. as we know, this is the first we're hearing of this stuff, uh, and everybody's still just like, oh, you know, yeah. whatever, yeah. <laughs> And then when this guy goes to talk, it's that same demon voice, and he recognizes Minogan O'Leary and says, we meet again. He calls him by name. <laughs> and then they're still not picking up on it, and they're like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Minogue's like, do you know him, O'Leary? She's like, do you play softball? <laughs> like, I am Bazuel. <laughs> and his wife's like, his name's Gary. Even even when they leave, they still don't pick up on it. They're like, oh, we, we thought it was the same Bazuel, but apparently it's the daughter of Bazuel that we're looking for. <laughs> they got some catching up to do. This is new for them. Yeah, I, you would think it, at some point, though, you've just been made aware of this demon situation. And regardless of, even if it wasn't the same exact one, you are now dealing with another demon on your hands. You should probably, yeah. oh, no, our mission's to find the girl one, though. So it's like you stay put. Funny enough, too, I don't even think New Zealand police carry firearms. I think they only have tasers. They don't. That comes out. They always just have the tasers. And so they're woefully the ill-equipped for this. What do you? Yeah, but you can't with? just shoot it. You can't shoot a demon, right? You have to do the exorcism I mean, thing, right? Well, if that's you how you get the pack. That's how you get the demon out. If it, you know, push comes to shove, you might just have to kill it. But do you kill the demon or do you just kill the human and then the I demon I mean, I think you travel? end up just killing the human also. Yeah. <laughs> but, what if it's uh, like the demon and Fallen and you kill it and it can just jump into the next person as long as well, it doesn't in a certain amount of time? That's what I assume just all demons can do. My knowledge of demons is not great, but that makes sense to me. Like, well. <laughs> There's also in this point, he's doing the, the exorcist like head twirl where it's, you know, his head goes completely around his body. And, and again, it's like, I'm not rubbing your neck later. Stop. Yeah, it. like, yeah, yeah. again, it's not even that he's just he's spinning his head completely around, but she's that unfazed by it. It's weird. It's like, there are shows where that kind of stupidity would bother me, but it doesn't bother me in this show. Like, something about how it's dry delivered works for me. Yeah, they've already established that everyone in this world is pretty stupid. Yeah, like, the cops <laughs> the whole being, world, like, the cops being dumb, I would, like... I'd be okay with. And then the wife being this dumb and oblivious to what's going on, I think in most cases would bother me. It doesn't bother me here, though. Well, but most times it would have. You know what I think it is with the wife specifically is it's not that she's dumb. It just seems like she's kind of always annoyed by Gary. And yeah. this is just like yeah. another thing that he's doing. And she's just like, oh, my God, this fucking guy. So, like, it's just, uh, you know, like another day in the life of this place. Yeah. It just seems to be more paranormal than usual she's I like just when sick she, of his shit she's yelling at him she's like you're 47 and minogue's like 47 like he looked impressed like oh you look good for 47 <laughs> yeah when that happens though the demon like jumps from him to the wife who's behind them which they don't notice but you see her now with her face has been altered because she's in a demon state and she kind of like gives like a glaring look at the two of them as she like walks off and leaves the room 
And now we cut to Gary, who's no longer a demon. He's like, what am I doing on the fridge? <laughs> we get back into the car. And just like uh, you mentioned earlier, I'm like, oh, it turns out that was a different Bazual. Uh, the original one was his daughter. Turns out this one seems to have calmed down, though. So, you know, all is well. A bit of a win-win. And now they think, well, I guess we can go on now. Everything's safe. And then they're reflecting and they're talking like, all right, so like the father and daughter are both named Bazuel and they both have superhuman strength and they both talked about fountains of fire. I I don't know. I guess it runs in the family. (laughs) Yeah, they still just can't make this connection. But the running in the family is obviously the transition to them going, speaking of running in the family, and you look over and you see the wife who's now running alongside of the car and this. Very comedic walk. It was like fists up to the face like when she's running. It was very um, bizarre. It's funny, though, to watch. And the the O'Leary goes, we're doing 55 right now. (laughs) And she's just keeping up with the car and goes past it. Yeah, and eventually turns into a foot pursuit. So they, they jump out of the car and they're trying to chase her through the park. And she does this like scaling up over the fence. And O'Leary's trying to do the same. And. You kind of knew where it was going. You know, she wasn't going to get over the fence. And she's just kind of standing up there. And, like, she's, like, blaming, like, the fence at some point, too. Thinking that, like, uh, the fences have changed. I think that's what she says later on when we cut back to her. She gives, like, a full explanation of what a fence is. She's like, yeah. once you get your footing and you just go up and over. <laughs> she just can't do it. She's, like, talking herself into it. Like, this is easy. You got this. And we cut to Minogue now chasing after her. Telling her, you know, you shouldn't be running in a playground. And then he had some questions. And he also says, you shouldn't be running in a playground in those Ugg boots. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah, that was strange. That that was what he was worried about. It didn't hit me that it, you shouldn't be running in a playground. <laughs> the one place you should run. That, yeah, that's true. I didn't think of that either. And I was wondering, I don't know if this was effects. I think they hired someone who does parkour to like do this 100%. stuff. 100%. That yeah. or the actor that plays the mom can actually do it. But I think it was just a different... It was just like a stunt double. Yeah, yeah they're like, definitely this is, some sort of parkour person. This looks like parkour. This doesn't look like special effects. I just love, because the next part, it possesses a dog. But, like, the effect they do, he's clearly just, like, chasing a dog around. <laughs> he's just, I, I, just a oh, guy yeah. playing with a dog, but they're recording yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. If you ever tried to catch a dog that doesn't want to get caught. Like, this was this is also is. the greatest line in this episode, because the demon dog goes, Minogue. Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Minogue. <laughs> Which is another exorcist line. Is it? Yeah. Your mother sucks dicks in hell. Oh, oh yeah, that that's right. That's right. I didn't even pick up on that at the time. Looking back now that you say it, like, obviously, there was a lot of, it's a lot of exorcism stuff and the same kind of demon stuff. I didn't realize how much they pulled from the movie. But then the way she walks and all that, it's like they just. They watched the exorcism and they just started taking notes, like the throwing up, the walk, suck dick in hell. Like uh, a lot of stuff got pulled directly from that. Minogue, he says, stop talking, you freaky little dog. Again, it's he's phased by the fact that it's a talking <laughs> dog, but it's not even not that the it's paranormal a aspect he's, of he's, it. Yeah. yeah. He's just upset that a dog is talking. <laughs> <laughs> 
He goes, I am Bazuel. I do as I please. There'll be buckets of blood, a fountain of fire. And he's just like, because he's still a dog. And that, I, that was right up there. Like that got a laugh out of me. Like the little demonic dog barking as he ran off. Yeah, I hate that Gordo's not here because he would have got a kick out I of I know. That, you yeah, know Gordo what's funny? I love this show. I met, so when I was watching it the first time around, you know, to peel back to you guys listening, I messaged in our group chat because we knew Gordo wasn't going to be able to attend today. I'm like, man, I, you know, I wish you were going to be on this episode. You would have really liked the show. That was the specific point when I wrote it was when that oh, happened. Really? Was, yeah. <laughs> that was, and then we cut back to O'Leary, who's now stuck on the fence, like, She's she's in a point where she's like she's just dangling. It's almost from like she it. got like yeah. wedgied on the pole. Right, yeah. yeah. It's that kind of visual where she's just kind of hanging there now. Yeah, it's it's like getting run up the flagpole. And she's trying to she's talking to the camera because again, this is shot like mockumentary style, so they acknowledge the cameras. And she's telling them, you know, this this usually doesn't happen to me. Um, this is usually like Minogue kind of gets in these situations, um, not so much myself. But then she calls him for assistance, and he goes, uh, you caught on the fence again, O'Leary? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> uh, I yep. missed that, actually. I didn't hear yeah. that. And then he goes, uh, on my way. I think I need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he kind of gives me vibes of every once in a while is um, the dad in Modern Family. Once in a while. like Not not a strong... Every Which now and dad? Again, There's four of them. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, Phil, is that his name? I'm sorry, I'm yeah. not as familiar. Uh, yeah, so I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not yeah. a ton. He, maybe because he looks a little similar to him, but I think a couple times with his deliveries, he gave me yeah, that the, vibe a little bit. The goofy, like you know, dumb responses that he always has. Yeah. We cut to the two of them back in the sergeant's little paranormal room at the station, and they're recapping. It's like so a dog spoke to you, yes, and it was very rude. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, are you sure it wasn't one of those like little like internet dogs where someone's like behind him speaking? Like, oh, hello. And he's like, no, it wasn't that. Are you sure the dog wasn't eating and there was a guy talking behind him? Yeah. And he's like, no, it was saying that my mother does sexual stuff in hell. And um, (laughs) mentions that like these guys recorded it, referring to the camera crew. And they do ask for the footage. And she goes, what, of his mom? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like there's like actual footage (laughs) of her sucking dicks in hell. <laughs> and it's mentioned again that the dog said that his name was Baswell. The sergeant again made me this made me think of Gordo. He's like, I've been doing extensive research on Baswell. I Googled it. <laughs> Turns out it means he who brings hell on earth. That is when I actually Googled it to see if it was like a real like, Yeah, and it just it was demon, a nothing. And it's not. It's only thing that comes up is stuff about this show. Yeah. It has a very I guess the name is for a bizarre name, like sounds right. It sounds like it's yeah of that world. So I could see you pulling that and it how it would come off as like an actual name that they're using. That's something that like I mean, if you're like a you know writing this show or whatever, and you gotta you probably have to constantly come up with names that aren't names but need to be names <laughs> like often. It's like we need a demon name that's not gonna get us sued. Like who owns what? I wonder if they just use, like, a demon name generator. Hold on. Let me see if I can find one of those. Let's start with uh, Ferg. What's your demon name going to be? 
Are you typing it in as Ferg or his government name? Um, no, it just generates ten. Gen- you know, I don't like this one. I wonder if there's a different one. Demon name, male and female demon name ideas. Okay, uh, so like so, uh, Ferg, would you like an ice demon, a fire demon, a biblical demon, or a standard demon? <laughs> what What is a standard demon? I don't know. <laughs> Your old run-of-the-mill demon. You're just regular demon, yeah. I- I'll go with a fire demon, because if I went with an ice, then the fire demons can kill me really easily. Okay. Sound logic. All right, you are... <laughs> you are Cultifer, son of Bolfara. <laughs> Cultifer. Cultifer. I would have um, Cultiferg. All right, Jay, what kind of demon do you want? Ice, fire, biblical, standard, or any? I didn't even see that before. Any demon. I'm going to go standard. Okay, standard. You got a regular name. You are uh, Darius. <laughs> Darius, son of Abaddon. Darius, son of Hootie. <laughs> uh, I'll do. I'll do the ice demon. I'm gonna melt you. I am Iskra, son of Salentum. <laughs> I like that. Uh... Iskra. I fuck. I forget what Ferg's was already. <laughs> And then Darius. <laughs> I like that in true Ferg fashion, though. Just like how when he picks episodes, he only picks ones that he thinks will all pass, even though that's yeah. not the point of the show. <laughs> no. When he picked his demon, he used actual logic like, well, fire would beat ice, so I'm going to go with the fire demon. As if he's going to get in, into an actual competition, man. Yeah, like there's a, a real demon yeah. battle. Like he's going to be invited to like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you never know. That's true. What if? I guess. I yeah, I suppose so. Watch out, world. Darius is on the prowl. <laughs> Darius, oh, shit, the comes demon. Darius. <laughs> uh. So in the conversation, it's also revealed that, you know, this isn't multiple demons with the same name. It, that obviously it's transferring from body to body, which I like had to be explained to them. Like they didn't understand that. But just so you guys know now, and he the sergeant has a map out. And he's going over every time it transferred, like from spot to spot. And when that happens, it reveals like the pentagram type star, which again, they didn't uh, acknowledge as that whole satanic pentagram. They're like, oh, it's like those stars we used to dry, uh, yeah. draw in primary school. <laughs> Everybody drew those too. Those in the S's. It was just like, oh, all those extra lines had me confused. And he's like, you mean the map lines? <laughs> like the actual lines for <laughs> the, the maps? <laughs> So it's it's identified here that it's all centered around the Cuba Mall and that in the mid-60s, a group of Satanists based uh, in Wellington uh, had a shrine like in that area. And it was brought up how the dog kept talking about buckets of blood, a fountain of fire, and that there's a monument at that mall that's like 13 buckets. And it's supposed to represent the 13 chambers of hell. And that it's still there, so they go to head to that area. But I like that, this idea that a bunch of Satanists made this bucket monument to hell, and they just left it up. Like, it's just like, now it's just a fun little monument in the area. <laughs> they put some, they they, were, they went to tear it down, and they were just like, well, you know, it is nicely made. Yeah. <laughs> we should just keep it, it just, here. It's funny, because it looks exactly like those things at water parks. That, That's like, exactly what I thought. Up, yep. and, like, yeah, they fill up, and you wait forever for it to dump. And there's even, like, a joke about it in the episode. Like, the, yeah. like it's going to any second now. 
That was okay. my one. I, I think that was my favorite part of the episode. It's, I mean, it's happening like right now, isn't it? When they're like, just about, oh, it's yeah, gonna, it, it's gonna fall. It's now. <laughs> they're all wrong. <laughs> we also. Uh, one little tidbit is that this is an actual thing that exists in that area. This little, I don't, it's not a monument in real life. It's like a, whatever. Fountain. Yeah. A little art piece or whatever. But like this exists in real life in that. In, in Wellington? Area. Yeah. Like in, on Cuba street. I believe it's actually on Cuba street. I'm not sure, but it is in Wellington and oh, neat. But the explanation of it that like Satanists erected this near the mall and they just left it up makes so little sense. But. <laughs> For the purpose of the show, sure. So, but then, yeah, it's like, uh, as you said, the whole tipping point where they're waiting for the bucket to finally go. I was actually a little disappointed. The scene of the bucket finally tipping and the blood pouring out was a split second, like a split second long. It was, it was so fast. Like, like they didn't buy enough fake blood for the bucket. And the shot (laughs) didn't go as planned. So they just had to use what they had. Yeah. They used a fraction of a second shot to, to show it. Well, maybe actually, the bucket's small, so maybe it just doesn't take long to dump. They a really could only out. do that once because the second the bucket spilled into the water, the water was always going to be red. So that's true. Had to just get it in one shot. And I take it as like this show probably had like a decent budget because they do some special effects, but probably not enough to reset uh, like the fountain yeah. over and over and over again to get it just right. Yeah, some of the effects are really like the the demon effects are awesome. The portal to hell later is really awesome. The well, like, it makes sense few, knowing it's all for like the, the what we do in the shadows world. Yeah, but it's but like the, that's why that's what blew my mind about them not having the effect of her jumping out the window. <laughs> it's like, right, you you spent everywhere else. You can't do it here. Well, because maybe that's that why effect, they were able to spend everywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's probably a budget on the episode too. And then when you cut like that cap, you probably have to figure out what scene can we get away with. Because I'm sure that same effect was like the same kind of when you throw the guy, you know, and him flying through yeah. the air. It's like the same type of thing. So that's probably like just like a like a budgetary thing. And, and again, it's like coming off that what we do in the shadows world. It's a lot of those same types of effects. The that show though, and I know this, I know this show is coming off the movie, even though it's all kind of canon. But the what we do in the shadows show that we did cover, I would say. Looks like there's a little more budget on that one. Yeah. It's um a little bit more crisp and refined, but they both came out around the same time, right? This one came out in 2018. I can't remember when What We Do in the Shadows first came out. What We Do in the Shadows, uh, 2019. So this came out just a year before it. Oh, interesting. I would have guessed after. Yeah, it was um yeah, kind of funny that this, this was the original like spinoff project that came off of it. But we see the dog again, and the dog is now kind of cuddled up with this homeless guy. And they weren't sure if it was the same dog at first, but I think it was, right? He didn't transfer from dog to dog, correct? I don't think so. I think it's the same dog. Yeah, I don't think so. The dog does reveal itself to be the demon again, because you hear, like, the Minogue. But I don't... I think it's (laughs) funny that, like... The the demon is obsessed with just him, right? Like after like yeah, he seems a to be focused point, on just Minogue. He's just focused because on Minogue Ma- the whole time. It's because Minogue is clearly scared, so demons prey on fear. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Because yeah, O'Leary kind of gets nothing after a while, right? Chases after him for a bit, and now it's just just Minogue. Maybe it's just because like it sounds better. <laughs> like when they record Minogue. Like, Minogue, it just sounds more like than like yeah. O'Leary. <laughs> Just doesn't have that same vibe. So like, just keep saying the house bunny. (laughs) 
Idiot. Anthony. <laughs> I don't know, Nick, have you seen The House Bunny with Anna Ferris? Ah, uh, if I have, it's been a really long time. It, the movie's okay, but the funniest part of it is every time she meets someone for the first time, she has to say their name in like a demonic type voice to remember it. <laughs> so like she's this like playboy looking, you know, playmate yeah. blonde girl. And then someone will be like, oh, like my name's Nick. And she just goes, Nick, <laughs> like every time. And it's just like, it, it was one of the funnier parts of the movie. But uh, to go back there, you know, now they see the demon dog is back and uh, he goes like, you're a bad dog. You're a naughty little dirty mouth dog. <laughs> he goes to like chase after the dog and gets him, but it's kind of too late because what we've come to find out is when he walks back with the dog, the dog is already back to regular dog form because now Bazoal has entered the homeless man and he's like holding him up. And that's like, they're like, we need to perform an exorcism. He's like, do you know how to do that? And it cuts over to <laughs> it's just, like, just like like anything YouTube else video. in the world. Like yeah, everybody just, does this. YouTubing <laughs> it on the phone now, and they're just going like step by step. Like, are there things? Um, I guess to pivot, uh, things you guys can think of that now, like when you're performing tasks, that you have to just YouTube to figure out what I to do. Did it very everything. recently, actually. Yeah, aside from everything. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I was having a crazy hard time figuring out how to fold long sleeve shirts and i was like there has to be an easier way to do this and there's 400 ways to do it apparently on youtube so i just picked the easiest one and went with that that's how i learned how to tie a tie was through youtube anything i buy that i have to assemble myself rather than read the directions i watch youtube videos of other people yeah. doing yeah. it and follow I mean, them why not I, it's always easier to have like visual representation of how to do something it's it's also like YouTube ended up being like your dad almost like, but it knows how to do everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah. I remember I am the least handy person in the world, right? Like I'm not a fix it guy. I'm a, I'll work at my job and then pay someone who knows how to do it to do it with the money I made at my job. I had to change like a light fixture on the ceiling, just like replace it. Like not like do the electric work, but, um, just doing that, I felt like the most accomplished man ever after watching a YouTube video. And it's just like, you know, a, a couple screws and the wires. It's <laughs> yeah. just like doing a light switch, right? You just twist a couple wires and everything's fine. Yeah. I do it with cooking a lot, too. Those rare yeah, oh, yeah, times I, mean, I cook. but I get so frustrated with the videos that are... It's always like the top view of like the those tasty videos you used to always do. They used to pop up on like Instagram all the time. And it makes everything look so simple. But yeah. it, it's... Taking away all the prep time. <laughs> That's what see. drives me nuts about <laughs> cooking videos. It's like, so first of all, I would like to plug Maddie Matheson because he, it is, <laughs> I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with him at all, yeah. but it is the most true to form cooking show. He's like six cooking shows. They're all like different names and stuff like that, but they're all the same thing. It's the most true to form because what I hate about cooking shows is how they don't properly show you the mess that you have to clean up in between each step. And the prep work that leads. It's like, oh, you need an onion, tomato, you know, rice. You know, what I mean? it, everything's just ready, and they put it together. And it's like, that's not what I'm looking for. I want to see the whole thing. And uh, when you watch Matty Matheson, you get the whole thing. And he fucks everything up. He makes a mess. So it just feels like this is what you can really expect from this recipe, as far as you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, every time I watch one of those videos, it's like the most intricate thing, but they. They make it look so overly simplified, and then you try to do it in real life, and you're yeah, like, this power fucking of editing. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, so they're taking the same approach towards an exorcism. Because why not, right? How else are you going to figure out how to do it? And they're watching some priest like holding up. It's like, oh, so you need your crucifix? They're like, yep, check. A holy Bible and some duct tape. What was the duct tape for? I don't know. I don't think they used it. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> so, think they ended up using I it. Think they were, I, I think that was just parroting like one of the videos we just talked about. Yeah, how do they, they always tape, need duct tape yeah. or something like that. Like a plumber's tape or anything like that. And while they're like looking at everything, this is when Minogue's like, hey, this is pretty urgent. And you look over and the fountain is full of fire now. <laughs> it's like, you're going to hell, Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> So, and as you'd expect, all they have to do is hold up this Bible in the crucifix and say, the power of Christ compels you. So, if you were to tell me I had to figure out how to do it without having any of these tools, it's basically what I would have assumed. Kind of surprised they didn't need any holy water. Don't you usually have to splash a little holy water? I think hey, it's so one of those things that helps, holy water. Yeah. but uh, you don't need it. But his, oh, phone, just... his phone starts buffering in the middle of the, the video, yeah. so they don't know how to <laughs> Sorry, it's buffering. <laughs> It's like, sorry, I'm on prepay. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, and apparently it's this, you know, like, I guess you just have to say it three times. But while they're doing it, the um, that other officer, Parker, the one who stole the pants, eventually shows up. And he's trying to talk to Minogue because Minogue's like, why me? Again, we said, like, it looks like it really focused on him. And Parker's like, well, I I mean, they always sacrifice virgins. Are you a virgin? He's like, no. He's like, sorry, I don't know your sexual history. I don't know. (laughs) And then uh, O'Leary's like, well, I've never seen any of his girlfriends, so he might actually be a virgin. <laughs> yeah. I love how nonchalant that was. He might actually be a virgin. So, uh, to pull back the curtain a little, he is a virgin, but he doesn't know what the word virgin means, which you find out in a way later episode. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's a bizarre way around yeah. it. I can understand like him being a virgin and that not coming out right away, but the idea of him not knowing the meaning of the word being a, an adult who lives in normal society seems very strange. <laughs> The show's, like, really good with continuity like that. Like, stuff that happens in, like, every episode will pop up later. And, like, even if it's, like, a main thing of the episode. Like, Are we doing the shadows the same way? Yeah. And um, after the whole power Christ compels you thing a few times, it does eventually work. And when the guy falls to the ground, the, the homeless guy, they go to arrest him at first. And the sergeant's like, wait, 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 wait. It's like, that's, he's fine. Like, he's just a guy. He was possessed. The, the <laughs> yeah. demon's gone. Uh, I guess, like, it wouldn't have worked now because all the police stuff over the last few years. But, like, you kind of wish they got a little rowdy with him first. But I, I can see how that would not fare well if they had extended on that scene, I guess. Right. This and they're not American that. cops. So. Yeah. This was before all that. Well, not all of it, but I guess they have the most recent. Uh, we won't get into it. They all, also, but yeah. they also don't have guns. I mean, that's true. Yeah, they could have tased them. It would have been funny if they tased him and he fell into the fountain, creating the sacrifice, which released the demon. But yeah, they could have did something with that. They could have kind of made it full circle. But I think as soon as he fell to the ground, the the fiery fountain turned back to water. Right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, and then you cut back over, and um, you get like the two shot again of the two main officers just doing their interview. And like, oh, well, we're not really too sure what happened tonight, but um, <laughs> looks like everything's, you know, solved now. And they thought maybe there was some illegal drug in the water supply. So they still not, you know, they think They're maybe not it's not. The par- yeah. yeah. But one does say like, or it was paranormal phenomenon. So then, you know, O'Leary adds like, you know, if you do suspect that a friend or a, co- a colleague or 
anyone has been taken over by a demon from hell, um, now you know what to do. And, uh, you know, call it in quickly. And at any time there's gates to hell, really. Yeah, like never a good sign. And we cut over to the sergeant who's with um, Parker. And he's talking about, you know, that this incident pretty much highlighted that there is a need for the special unit of the New Zealand police force. Uh, you know, these types of cases that have no worldly explanation. And as he's saying that, you can see Parker next to him has been possessed by Bazwell. But the sergeant doesn't notice that he's possessed and he's just still talking to him normal because I think he's still kind of focused on the camera. And he says to Parker, like, oh, you're in luck. Um, I'm off the clock in a few minutes. You, you might catch one of those legendary jokes. And Bazwell laughs and he goes, I haven't even told the joke yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, um, that was the conclusion of the episode. Yeah, it's pretty, um, you know, rapid fire, uh, exciting. Um, they they got through a lot quick. I feel like in this episode, almost to a fault, if you ask me. Yeah, it was one of those. I say this all the time, and to again appeal back to you guys listening. I feel like every week, all as our episodes seem to get longer and longer, I keep telling these guys like, "Oh, I think this will be a quick one." This one, I knew we were going to get through real fast. Yeah. This is like in half the time some of our other episodes because it's all just action. It's all, uh, just a lot of movement and not a lot of dialogue. Yeah, it's it's just quick. Everything's moving pretty fast and straightforward. So there's I don't know, but I think it makes it an easy watch in a lot of ways. It's kind of like one of those shows that yeah. You can I don't want to say not pay attention while you watch, but you don't have to be like overly fixated. There's a lot of little jokes you'll miss if you're not hardcore watching it, like I said. Even rewatching it, I caught a couple little things, but it is um, it's certainly an easy watch. I say it's a, they have a very good combination of physical comedy and like just like actual jokes too. Um, yeah, he said there's a lot of action, but then the, the dialogue is really funny too, and it's the combination of the two which really gets me. It's why I, I like the show. It's my my sense of humor, right? But yeah, no, um, I mean, we covered it. It's, I, I'm almost shocked because we got through it so fast that I feel like, yeah. yeah, I feel like what else is there to talk about? But we, but we hit it all. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, the product of a straightforward show in a three man booth. I'm glad but, I'm editing um, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky for you mm. this week. Um, so yeah, that Goro, being said, Goro gets the four hour cheers. I know he's doing so cheers right gonna, now, which is like an eternity <laughs> for those of you Go guys. Back and listen. listen to cheers if you haven't already. It's one yeah, of the longer cheer- ones, but it's yeah, it was good. a longer episode, but uh, a good episode nonetheless. So definitely check out cheers if you haven't already. Do it for Goro. I feel, I, you know, I mean, again, to um, break the fourth wall, I would find it very surprising if this was the show that you found us on because I don't know. How hardcore of a fan base paranormal um, Wellington Paranormal has, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was a show that to go back for until you recommended it, I never even heard of it. So it's I don't know um, how popular it really got. I but it, it's a pretty straightforward good show, and to know that like a show like the What We Do in the Shadows show lasted as long as it did or is still continuing to go on. You think this would have a little more fanfare, but it's not an American show, and it still did get four seasons out of it. So it got it hurt. Like, it got hurt by COVID. It went into a long hiatus because of it. Uh, this is why season three and four came out recently. Yeah, even though the show came out before what we do in the shadows. I was surprised to see that it did come out when it came out because I had 
you know, never even heard of this show. So yeah. the fact that it's a spinoff of a very popular show that I have heard of and I'd still never heard of this show, it surprised me. But yeah, no, I mean, ultimately, I don't know. I, I just, uh, yeah, it's just surprising, I guess, at the end of the day. But I think um, we pretty much covered it. So there's really nothing left for us to do, guys. Again, we only have three out of five. So there's a potential that you'll have to go to S21Pod on Instagram to catch the final vote because we don't know one way or another. I have a feeling it's not going to come down to it. But either way, go to S21Pod if you're not following us on in- Instagram already. You really should be doing that by now, guys. We've been, we've, the thing's been up since we started the show. So, uh, give us a follow there. Uh, Unless and on you're Twitter. new, then you get the pass. Yeah. If you're new, then welcome. Now go follow <laughs> us on Instagram. But, uh, we do put out content, um, multiple times a week. Uh, there's plenty to go along with the, these videos. We have, uh, videos accompanying each episode and other things that come out with it. So give us a follow there if you haven't. But yeah, to, uh, not drag it on much longer than we need to, we'll just get into this green light or cancel. Ferg, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, green light. Um, I, I love that the style of humor, but I also I love the supernatural anyway. So what what we do in the shadows is one of my favorite shows, and I love the movie. So, I mean, spin off of that, same sense of humor. I like the effects, and it, it was enough that I actually did continue. So that's usually my, my main thing. Do I want to see the next episode? I did, and I watched the next episode. So, yeah, easy green light. Nick, so I uh, I struggled with this one honestly. Um, at the end of the day, I am going to green light it. Um, it's a pretty soft green light, though, if you ask me. I enjoyed it. I think, and the reason I ended up leaning green light is because I realized my potential to cancel relied heavily on what we do in the shadows. Um, and what we do in the shadows just felt like a more full-bodied version of the show. I felt like Wellington Paranormal was missing something. It just the it was funny and it was, you know, interesting, but I I just felt like it was a little bit um generic. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but um once I removed my thoughts about what we do in the shadows, I realized this is definitely a green light and there is enough here to make me want to watch a second episode and I think I actually will but if I if I'm taking into account what we do in the shadows I think what we do in the shadows is just leaps better than this show I hope that this show gets better and I bet it does um you know once it gets its footing and you get you I'm sure you get introduced to more characters uh and stuff like that and the and the budget goes way up yeah right so I'm sure but as this pilot stands it's a very soft green light for me right now because um I wasn't like you know, blown away by it, but uh, I can see where the potential um, lies maybe. And uh, for that reason, it gets the green light. Yeah. So for me, um, I'm going with you guys too. With a green light, I'll be completely honest when this show, when we were going over names of shows that we wanted to cover for October and Ferg first brought this up without knowing anything of it. I don't know what my initial perception of what this show is going to be. I thought it was going to be like, a dated timepiece, like an older, like something about, I guess just the name Wellington makes me think old. <laughs> and I just, I don't know what it was, but I went in thinking it was something it completely wasn't. Like beef Wellington. It's just that old steak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was something like that. And I just was like, I don't, uh, whatever, we'll cover it. We need paranormal shows to cover anyways. There's only so many, right? We, you know, every year we're going to do four. So I'm like, yeah, sure. And, um, 
after watching it and seeing what kind of show it was and that cops style mockumentary thing, like it really, I got a laugh out of it. And I'm not a big sci-fi paranormal guy, but um, this one got a few laughs out of me. I really liked the way the characters were. Um, I feel like a show like this has limitations. I've, you know, it went four seasons and I don't know how long you could have really milked something like this for. That being said, the X Files went on for a while, so it's I guess, done, right? The show, or is it still? Yeah, ongoing? four seasons was it. Okay. Almost last, went fine. Last season just came out. So Not yeah, just, they were recently. Yeah, they were close to um to a fifth season. I guess it was like on the table for a while, and then there was a little pause, and they ultimately just decided to wrap it up. So I don't know. I don't know if it ends on a cliffhanger or anything like that. It doesn't seem like one of those types of shows, but I I'll guess let you, never you know, know when I finish because yeah. I'm in the last season now. But, uh, yeah, so for me, ultimately, it's, it's just going to be a green light. I, I just I enjoyed watching it, and I could see myself just kind of keeping it on and watching a few more episodes, and that's ultimately all I really want out of it. All that being said, that's already three green lights, so regardless of Gordo and Joe's votes, we're going to go ahead and green light it either way. So congratulations to Wellington Paranormal. You do pass with us. That being said, thanks, guys, for listening. Again, go to s1e1pod.com. That's going to give you all the links to all our socials, everywhere we can listen and follow. Please do that. Rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Interact with us. We love it. People keep hitting us up more and more. Um, So I guess I have to keep reminding you each week because uh, the more I say it, the more we're getting them. And it um, it is nice to hear from you guys. And keep it up. Uh, we do appreciate it. And we take, again, all your suggestions to heart. We do um, discuss all those episodes. And we plan kind of far ahead. So it's not that we're ignoring those ideas. They, they are on the table. So we will get to some of those in due time. That being said, it's all the time we have for this week. Tune in again next week for episode two of our Halloween-themed October spooky whatever. We don't have an official name for what we do. <laughs> so uh, catch us again next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Goodbye. I think we got the best BJ in hell. (laughs) Minogue.